0: Keys. And welcome to I'm Ready, a SpongePod SquareCast episode four. Uh, first, uh, first time I'm having this guest on. This is actually my second guest ever. Uh, I had to start with Nate only because um, because I didn't want to start with Nate. Uh, but but Nate was was a very important person to get me into podcasting. But in absolute reality, my guest today has been someone. That I have watched more Spongebob with than anyone else on this planet. Um, and we, we actually had a, a five-minute math problem trying to figure out what grade we were in together when Spongebob debuted. Um, which is insane. It actually predates our, our actual friendship. Um, so I'm here with my best friend, Alex Blazik. Hello! Do I have consent to record you? No. Oh, <laughs> tough! Tough! tough (laughs) um yeah so we did the math uh i i had switched schools about midway through third grade and was brought from a private school to a public school um and we were in the same were we in the same
1: class in third grade in third grade we were in because our our school had two different classes for each grade right you were not in my class okay so you
0: were in the opposite class um and i guess spongebob debuted at that time which is weird because i don't i don't remember that being the case yeah i I honestly
1: don't remember any time where i didn't know you when i was watching spongebob
0: right i when i was so when i think back to um to miss michael's third grade i think of two things the uh, i was into wrestling hold on
1: yes you were in miss michael's
0: class yes and we were in the same oh my goodness yes because we had uh and we dropping name dropping names that no one listening to this would know but sean sean bradley was in our that's where i met him was in miss michaels and uh damian was also in that class who i was i was
1: too busy chasing chicks in third grade
0: (laughs) actual chickens around the school because we (laughs) went to a farm um (laughs) uh no i remember two things i remember dragon ball z gaining traction there was there was some fans in the third grade of dragon ball z and no i was all the fans you were all the fans. There was somebody. Do you remember around? They had this weird hallway that connected a few hallways, and I remember. Yes. We would do. I don't know if it was science projects, but we would have little desks lined up around. Yeah. Somebody did their project in Dragon Ball Z. Was that you? Or are you
1: claiming that you were the only fan? Because uh, I mean, but then again, I was. I was so. I had my brothers and yeah. my friends at that point in time. I didn't care about anybody else at that point in time. I don't remember. I don't even remember there being a Dragon Ball Z project. There there was I cuz I know I did mine on Egypt. I believe it was Egypt.
0: Okay. I don't know. I just there's like weird these weird flashes that I remember something associated with Dragon Ball Z, but I wasn't even a, a fan of that yet. I
1: <sighs> To be honest, the only project that I, that the only like that kind of sciencey outside desk project that I remember doing was the one with you when we did the electronic game thing. Yeah, that
0: was during... Was that... That was in third grade. That was fifth grade. That was fifth grade, yeah. Yeah. Um, which, fifth grade is when we actually became friends. And it was... Um, of course, we had similar likes, but it was definitely out of convenience because we literally <laughs> lived on the same street.
1: Yeah. So the only reason why I wanted to be friends with you is because we lived on the same street. Yeah. It was it after out. we became friends that I got to know you. <laughs> it worked out in the end.
0: Um. But I I remember the reason I was shocked that SpongeBob started earlier than what I thought is that I I had a very early on SpongeBob T-shirt from Hot Topic. Um. That was back then. It was just. A picture of spongebob on it and it said i don't know like something like absorbent it was just yeah it said s- absorbent it said something silly um i used to get made fun of for that shirt because uh, i wore that until middle school people made fun of me for it um and those same people because i got really good at drawing spongebob were then asking me to draw spongebob for them in high school so it's just it's the circle of life you, uh everybody were like well we're in high school now so we're just gonna wear leather jackets and watch mtv and I'm like, okay, MTV's great, but you don't have to stop watching the things you enjoyed just because you're in middle school. And it's so silly to think about now. Um, but yeah, we... Uh, yeah. So Dragon Ball Z and wrestling, uh, because my friend Damien at the time was into WCW more than WWF, so actually, he kind of... You were of, actually friends with that kid? Uh, I... At the time, I was. Um, it wasn't a fulfilling friendship, and it was kind of a, a crash course in learning of... Uh, you know how teachers like to instill, everybody is your friend. Yeah, no, they're not. That's that's not the case. But anyway, um, but yeah, so we went to elementary school together, and we watched we watched a lot of SpongeBob. Um, when I associate you with SpongeBob, I think of the time that you came over when I first got the movie on DVD, and like we watched it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why I felt weird of like we are watching a movie right now, and even though that was more than half of the stuff we did was play video games and watch movies. But yeah. I remember feeling, I don't know if, if he's in a SpongeBob right now, but we're watching this movie. Um, and the movie is my favorite thing they have ever created out of SpongeBob. It's, it holds up to this day and is one of my favorite films. And that's it always is weird when I tell people I'm, a, I'm into cinema, and they ask you what's your favorite films, and my first two are Clerks and The Big Lebowski. And most people go, I can't get that. And then you get to my third the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. And most cinephiles are like, what? Like, yeah, it holds up. It's a great movie. So, But anyway, we are... Um, I've already covered uh, uh, the first two episodes of SpongeBob. So we are now on episode three, entitled Bubble Stand. A absolute classic of SpongeBob. It first aired on July 17th, 1999. Um, and it was the first episode really made post... Uh, the pilots. There was that pilot, help wanted, and then there was Sandy's tree dome. This doesn't have to establish any characters, and it's kind of the first time that they don't have to work on, you know, making the characters or anything like that. They just have their sandbox, and they can play with whatever they want. And, boy, do they play.
1: I mean, like, pretty much all the episodes are great. But, like, this, I is... couldn't believe that this episode was this early on in the series.
0: Yeah, when I pulled it up, um... Which, as I said, I'll always be honest. How we're watching, we're still rocking Amazon Prime until I think Amazon stops at season five, which then I'll switch to the DVDs. Um, But uh, and the reason why I like Amazon, everybody else knows this, but I'm telling you this: the first episode ends with SpongeBob in the Krusty Krab helping feed all of the uh, of the fish Uh in the Krusty Krab, and Tiny Tim's song is playing. But if you have the complete first season on DVD, that song is replaced with a, with a um, free song that they don't have to pay for. Oh. But the only ways to, to listen to that is if you have the complete third season, the original episode pilot is a special feature. Um, if you have the first 100 episodes, same deal, mm-hmm. um, which is its own set. And then Amazon Prime. Right. has the original airing of that episode. So it, it might be a streaming thing they don't have to really pay for rights.
1: So they didn't have Tiny Tim from the beginning of the series?
0: No, they did. They did When it aired on TV, they had Tiny Tim, but on DV- subsequent DVD releases, uh-huh. um, I don't think it had... I think legally, it couldn't be complete, uh, shown as, like, this is the episode. It can only be shown as, like, a special feature. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. It's just like a weird gray area of, like, it's on the disc, but we don't have to pay for it. And that's why um, George Lucas... Uh, the original cuts of Star Wars were uh-huh. added in as, I believe, this, the skirting of it was, they were added in as special features on, like, later DVD releases. Like, very low-res versions of the original cut.
1: They, he, he never re-released the original cut after it was released on theater. No, they, on theater. if the,
0: there were, uh, in the early to mid-2000s, when the prequel trilogy was, was in theaters, Yeah, they did a re-release of the original trilogy on DVD. It was, like, the big, this is the DVD release. Yeah each film had the original cut as a special feature, but it was a horrible resolution version of it. It was like George Lucas being, this is as much as you are going to get out of me. Right. Um, so anyway, but yeah, that, that was weird. So Amazon prime is, is where we're rocking. Uh, but yeah, it is, it is a very early episode. Um, definitely one of the more quotable episodes, um, that you'll ever think of. Uh, All the characters, we're not having any new characters. It literally is just Spongebob and Patrick annoying Squidward, which would become a complete staple of this series, but has not been a thing at all at this point. Um, When we're introduced to Squidward in episode one, we know he lives next to Spongebob. We know he doesn't like him, but we're never given any sort of context as to why he doesn't like this guy so much. And in this episode, we are shown why Squidward just is is completely annoyed with uh, with Spongebob. So, uh, as usual, at, at least up to this point, we are going to pause the episode of what you're listening to and then watch the episode Bubble Stand uh, from Spongebob Squarepants Season 1.
1: 2,000 years later. All
0: right, welcome back. Uh, even though for you that was literally a millisecond, for us it was an entire episode of Spongebob. Um... If you want to follow us along uh, talking about the episode, you can press play on Bubble Stand. Skipping the intro right now. Um, So this 50 seconds in. Yeah. um, This is the first piece of trivia I have to say because this blew my mind when I read it. Uh, And I feel like it is important to bring up now. But this is actually the last episode of SpongeBob SquarePants written by Steven Hillenburg. Before his death, like really, he wrote this episode and never wrote an episode after this. Which how many episodes did he write? I, I'm gonna guess just the three, the first three, and that was it. That's of course, crazy. he had a hand in the pilot. Yeah. Of course, he had a hand with uh, tea at the tree dome with with the introduction of Sandy. Um, but to gonna know that this cheese. was the last, the last episode that he that he wrote is insane because he was still a showrunner up until season four, um, which means he's still at a hand and I'm sure creatively he was still, he, you know, he was at the, the helm of the show. It wasn't going to be made without him, but that blew my mind. Um, this episode also premiered on David Hasselhoff's 47th birthday, a piece of <laughs> trivia that needs to be said because David Hasselhoff is ingrained in SpongeBob history. Um, now... It, there we there's a lot of firsts with this episode we, as you pointed out uh, you asked if it was the first time we f- figured out how bad Squidward was at clarinet it
1: just establishes that right
0: away yeah pretty much right right out of the gate um, it shows a lot of his artwork but i he's been particularly okay with art although he just includes himself yeah in most of his art so yeah. it's he's just got a lot of paintings of his face hanging around his house
1: that's kind of how most artists start. a lot of self portraits <laughs> a lot of self
0: portraits um, but I I had mentioned you know this is the first time we really get to see the, the annoyance of Spongebob and Patrick on Squidward's everyday life I'm guessing uh, like Chick-fil-A Krusty Krab isn't open on Sundays
1: um,
0: <laughs> probably not for the same reasons as Chick-fil-A because uh, Mr. Krabs is just probably forced of like you, you can't have your employees work seven days a week and he's like well, I'm not going to pay any other employees. So, we'll just be closed or maybe Mr. Krabs is like you two don't work, I'll work by myself on Sunday, but um I don't know, It just seemed that SpongeBob's reaction in the morning just seemed like a like it's coming out for the first time today. So, or maybe they both work in the afternoon. I don't know. I don't know the Krusty Krab's uh schedule. But um <laughs> the <laughs> After seeing this, I thought how cool of an idea to make a bubble stand just as a homage to Spongebob. Even now, (laughs) I probably would make a killing off of a bubble stand on a busy street or during a festival for 25 cents. (laughs) But what is it? Is it 25 cents to blow one bubble? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And then you throw out the lessons for 25 cents. You're making 50 cents on people. But uh, I gotta say, what a jerk to not mention the lessons beforehand. Of like, you're gonna waste your first quarter, realize you can't blow a bubble, pay him another quarter for lessons, and then does he give you the free bubble after that, your original, or does he go, All right, you got to pay a quarter now to blow one? I need to know how this works because if I'm setting this business up on the side of a road, you know, I, I need to be able to explain myself to customers, and if if the IRS comes knocking on my door and I need to present how my business runs, I need to study this episode. Um, this,
1: the technique. I'm still referencing that to this day.
0: Yeah, and with, now, when you thought that this episode came later in the run, did you? Is it because of that? Because it is, of,
1: it's because I still reference it to this day. Because I I used I I still say technique like that technique. technique. I still do that. <laughs> that. That's been a thing, and
0: of course, uh, Patrick. It's a giraffe, <laughs> which literally is one of the top ten funniest jokes to ever appear in the show. Um, which apparently was reused in a bunch of the a bunch of the video games. Um, that that sound bite of saying it's a giraffe. <laughs> it's a, giraffe. Uh, it's a,
1: giraffe.
0: A, a scene of this episode is shown in the two thousand and five movie Zathura. Oh. which I like more than the original Jumanji, although it is lacking a heavy dose of Robin Williams, mm. but I believe makes up for a little bit in a dash of Dax Shepard.
1: I do like the Dax.
0: Yeah. Um, Patrick, just thinking that this elephant going into Squidward's house is hilarious. I wonder
1: how much of that was his actual laugh versus looping the laugh. Like, can you sustain this laugh for a full minute? <laughs> While this elephant makes its
0: way right into Squidward's house. Um, <laughs> like, oh man, the bubble stand is closed. We can't blow our bubbles today. Um, the uh, the noise of the submarine blowing up is the same noise as Spongebob's alarm clock. I don't know if you I do. realize that.
1: And that's a tugboat. Even
0: um, you know, though it looked like a submarine, it was a tugboat. The tech, the technique, uh, reminds me of of the uh, time warp from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. This is true, pretty much, just because the you know the song tells yeah. you kind of how to dance. Yeah. Um.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is weird. I I, I I sort of brought this up when we were watching. Uh, later on in the run, there is an episode titled Wormy Yeah. In which the entire society of Bikini Bottom become, uh, they're almost burning the town down over the fact that this butterfly is just is roaming the town and is viewed yeah. as a monster. But Despite here's SpongeBob knowing is
1: exactly what a butterfly knowing is. Knowing
0: what a butterfly, at least, you know, I, it's not weird to think that he knows land creatures because it is established in the last episode. He has a book that features a squirrel in it when he looks up Sandy. So mm-hmm. he's gotta be seeing ducks and elephants yeah. and and uh, butterflies in there.
1: But Squidward thought he could get away with theft.
0: I, I wanna check. I didn't the first time when this was on, I I didn't catch how much money he actually paid SpongeBob. Because he <laughs> definitely gave him over a dollar. But it's all it's gotta be all counterfeit because, <laughs> because the first quarter here you know? is counterfeit so underrated that Squidward is just handing out. Just, I don't even know if he knows, but he just the fact that he has a counterfeit quarter on him is is funny in itself. He might have, knowing his luck, he was probably given that quarter where he found it, and it, like then it's counterfeit.
1: Um, I didn't catch it, but is he pulling? He's pulling.
0: Yeah, he has a pocket. He's, he's is pulling.
1: A... No, he's pulling the quarters out of his butt.
0: <laughs> no, he just has a fold. Of skin that, that acts as a pocket. That's a butt. <laughs> uh, so he's up to a dollar at this point. And uh, I think it's really impressive that his bubbles are able to fall underwater.
1: Um, and then make a fart noise. I mean, they kind of established later that, that it's questionable whether or not the bubbles are bubbles or if they're filled with water. Alright, so
0: $2.25 he is up to that he has paid to blow bubbles. He respects, out of everything, he respects Spongebob's business and is not trying to take advantage of him because he knows him or he's a neighbor. Um, and the fact that Squidward paid attention so intricately to the technique, i mean, especially the
1: end parts. I mean, he didn't do enough bringing around towns, but... Yeah, he only did one. He got everything else down. That's, down that's why it swallowed his house true if,
0: if he would have done the, t- the second around town <laughs> the bubble would have just went up
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> well, just I, the fact that he yells this bubble is the have cutest. you ever tried to yell into a once? i, I wand? have tried to yell. Did it, it to work a it did not work <laughs> you did you do the technique okay i did not do the technique ah, that's what you're
0: missing oh man this the size of this bubble and uh, and it's in his jeans, which which I, I was gonna wait till here, but I mentioned to you that I, I turned to you and said that at the time when this came out, I didn't think about the fact of like DNA being known as genes, and well, I just thought bad. it was we a, didn't
1: think about it because we didn't know about it.
0: Yeah, we thought there was a I thought it was just a reference to the fact that Squidward does not wear pants, and he says it's in my jeans, which is preceded by Squid's got jeans. No, he doesn't. He's pantsless. He's like Donald Duck. Here's my theory. All of a sudden right now as you're watching or uh, Squidward is really good at clarinet right now. My theory is it's the technique still working. Because just like bubble blowing the technique, the uh, playing clarinet is still having to do with you uh, having air leaving your mouth. Yeah, see? So if he would just do the technique before any recital... Squidward would play the clarinet super well. <laughs> All right. It's not just, just like show just like people. Kenny G. Squidward could be the modern day Kenny G. Kenny G is a good playing Squidward mixed with weird Al Yankovic. And you get Kenny G. Uh Yeah, this um this episode was i guess viewed by 1.9 million people
1: and what there's... so far on amazon
0: no no just in general like the initial airing of it
1: oh i see okay yeah that was um, the ratings on the episode
0: no that that's really good um but we we had a ton of writers uh eric wise derek dryman tim hill um uh, of course still derek dryman which always has to be said what a great name to be working on spongebob squarepants um I, mean,
1: I I don't really get why he's playing so bad right now because like I'd be stoked that my house landed in the same position it lifted off in front.
0: Although it's a little tilted. A little bit tilted. It's it's a little little bit off centered Maybe that's what's got him you know freaked out. Is he's just not in a, in a not a good position to be playing clarinet and his house just floated <laughs> nicely to the ground.
1: He's not standing on his right foot anymore.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, beyond the fact that it's surprising. Uh, I guess it is a little bit surprising to me, but definitely to you that it's so early in the run. That is a classic episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, and one that would be, if you met someone who did, has never seen SpongeBob before, you'd have to admit that would be in a top ten of like what you would show them. Yeah. Because that, that establishes so much, and it's so funny, and those jokes still hold up to this day. Totally. What, what's it called again? What's what called again? What's the technique called again? Technique! What is it? Technique! <laughs> 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 this is uh, Captain Eric Cormier signing off. Say bye,
1: Alex. Take care, everyone. Oh, you're supposed to say bye, Alex. That's the joke! Hey, man. I'm pretty sure I made that joke before. Well, you didn't do it this time.